This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-2 again. Swing and a miss. Got him on a high fastball. Tenth strikeout for Verlander, who picks up his 12th double-figure strikeout game of the season. This is another Astros podcast. Verlander has set down 12 in a row. And that is hit in the left field. That's a base hit. Racing to third, Altuve. He's around third. He'll score as Upton comes up with the baseball. It's an RBI single for Gurriel. His third hit tonight. Second straight three-hit game for Yuli, and it's 5-2 Angels. And McCann lines it in the left field. That's a base hit. Gonzalez will score. Down to third goes Gurriel. It's 5-3. Angels still lead it. But the Astros getting closer. And Gaddis lifts this in the short right field. And that's going to drop in for a base hit. Gurriel scores. Reddick stops at third. Five to four Angels. Evan Gaddis first ball swinging. Reddick at third. Tucker at second. Represents the go-ahead run. Gaddis at third. At first. Five to four. Pitch on the way. Ground ball left side. Field it by Ward. He throws it away to second. Over Johnson's head. Reddick scores. Tucker scores. Astros are on top. Six to five. A Taylor made double play ball. And he airmailed it to second. Johnson didn't have a chance. That's bounced up the middle and past the night of Simmons in the center. Gaddis scores. Straw on his heels. He'll score as well. Two run single, George Springer. Eight to five Astros. And Altuve drills it to left field. And you can kiss it goodbye. Onto the train tracks. A two run home run for Altuve. And the Astros lead is 10 to five. That's grounded into the ship. To his right, Altuve. He's got it. Throws to first, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros defeat the Angels 10-5 as the Astros with a nine-run eighth inning, and they lower their magic number to five. Well, a lot of resiliency in this Astros team. The way they came back after squandering the lead. Five runs by the Angels in the top of the eighth. The Astros bounce back with nine. Are you kidding me? All right. We're joined now in the Astros dugout by Evan Gaddis. And Evan, two RBIs tonight, a couple of singles. How about that eighth inning? You ever seen anything quite like that inning with nine uh, straight reaching? Man, I, I don't I don't know about nine straight reaching, but uh, like Julia mentioned, it kind of reminded her of uh, Memorial Day in Minnesota. Yeah. And uh, but just it, 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 I think this games like this uh, coming back late in the game will get this team and uh, everybody ready for the uh, the excitement, the energy that the postseason brings. And uh, it's like you can't replicate the postseason, but I think this is uh, pretty close. I'm glad it happened on a Saturday in front of a packed house. Yeah. And it's just uh, it's a good uh, it's a good win for this ball club. Last thing, Getty, it, it reminds you a lot of last year. Forget Memorial Day. It just feels like that's the type of inning you guys were known for last year. Just a relentless, patient lineup. Relentless. I, I think uh, that was uh, that was exactly a summary of that inning. And uh, just I mean, it's always been like that. It's never been one guy. It's been everybody. And I think that's uh, part of what makes this club good. 
Hey, Evan, thanks for joining us. Congrats on the big win. Thank you, guys. All right, Evan Gaddis, player of the game, brought to you by Minute Maid. Like baseball, life can throw curveballs, but no matter how chaotic it gets, Minute Maid is here to prove this is good. Steven Robert here, and we're joined by Astros team president of business operations, Reed Ryan. And you've been busy, Reed. It's you been a busy week. Yeah, Steve. We were over in Round Rock yesterday making the announcement of uh, moving the AAA back to Texas. How exciting is that for you and your family? Well, it's great because, you know, one, my, my brother's over there running the club. But really, it's great because it was an Astros affiliate for 10 years. It started the people in Round Rock past the stadium bond because we were Astros. It's been a long-time Astros market. And the excitement yesterday, we had like 600 people in the rain really? come out wow. to, to be a part of the announcement. So it was really cool. So who came out there? I mean, were there a lot of the people from the Round Rock uh, front office coming out there to, to welcome you guys? Well, there were a lot of the community leaders and just yep. longtime season ticket holders. I actually asked people to raise their hand and said, who voted in the election 20 years ago? And there were at least 100 in there. Is so, that right? Yeah, it was uh, just a great showing of uh, support for Astros baseball yesterday. All right, Garrett Cole on the mound. Francisco Arcia, the catcher for the Angels, will lead things off. He's a 221 hitter with six homers. Six up, six down so far for Cole. First pitch is a fastball, just misses low. And logistically, Reed, having AAA club in Round Rock makes things easier. And Fresno did a great job for four years, but just much farther away. Yeah, no, no doubt. Fresno treated the Astros extremely well. Uh, I appreciate everything those guys did. But from a development standpoint, this enables Jeff and Mike Elias and everybody with baseball operations to have our top two teams both within three hours of Minute Maid Park. We were talking, just kind of joking about it, is, is the way teams are using openers these days. you got to have that shuttle close by That's to right. be able to use those relievers, right? Well, Fastball misses inside. It's 2-1. and one. The great thing is now San Antonio is moving to be a AAA team as well as El Paso. So you've got three teams in AAA in the state, and then the Texas League is our league. So now, really, all of our guys should be very close if somebody is needed in a pinch. Mm. Here's the 1-2 from Cole. Breaking ball. Strike three called on the inside corner, and he freezes. Francisco Arce, and there's one away. Well, the great thing for us from a business perspective is that we're going to be able to continue to grow this Astros fan base. And the amount of people that came out with Astros gear last night uh, that said they're going to come to Houston, they want to follow these guys. We've seen it with the hooks. You see hooks gear here all the time. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of the express gear as people from Austin keep coming over and watching these guys play. We're talking with Reed Ryan, of course. Caleb Cowart, the second baseman, is the batter now with one away. Nobody on. First pitch from Coles, a breaking ball, and it's a strike. Throwing nothing but strikes. Hey, let's talk about the attendance at Minute Maid Park this year and how appreciative you guys are for that, but uh, how popular this team is now. Yeah, Steve, I always like to come in at the end of the year and thank the fans, but I can't remember a year, this being my sixth season as Astros president, that we've had this much excitement for the club. Mm -hmm. It's just been unbelievable from the start of the season, the numbers in spring training, mm -hmm all the way through these ring games, how popular this club has become. Here's the 1-1, and it's a check swing foul. And when you guys do projections before this season, did you even in your wildest imagination think that you might be able to draw close to $3 million like you will this well, year? Well, and we're so close. We're, we're 2.97. Um, you know, you really know by kind of the season tickets and then who you're playing at home and when you're playing them, how close you can get. But it's been these ring days that have pushed us almost up to that <laughs> $3 million mark. Here's the one-two pitch. Fastball misses outside. It's two and two to Caleb Cowart. Yeah, the sixth and final ring day. That's uh, Sunday, right? The final home game? Yep, correct. Fan appreciation day. And I had a lot of people, we, we tried to give fans what they wanted. They, they said they wanted to continue to have ring games, and we tried to move the days around. So 
different folks could get them on, on different opportunities. There's a breaking ball, strike three call outside corner. Cower doesn't like it, but for Garrett Cole now, six strikeouts with two outs here in the third. And uh, Will Little's hearing it from Mike Sosha from the dugout as well. That's Astros a good pitch, top of the zone right there. Top of the zone, spoken like a pitcher. <laughs> Always, not big enough. <laughs> Four to nothing lead for the Astros. Two outs now for Taylor Ward. Yeah, but when I played, it was the Green Easton and, and the Black Easton. I needed that, you know. It was the ping days, same as you. Yep. Ward stands in. He's been a, in a tough slump. He's, what is he, 0 for his last 25. And Mike Sosa is saying it. Young player, prospect, he's going to be out there every day. They're not in contention. Why not? Try to figure things out. Cole delivers. Fastball misses high. It's 2-0. and oh. You know, one of the things, Steve, is I go around, I do a lot of speeches in the community, and I'm always out. People love the character of this team. They love the energy, but most of all, they love that camaraderie. And you're around it every day, and it's real. That's it, our favorite part of it, too, Reed, yeah, to be honest absolutely. with you. I mean, it's the personality, number one, but it's just a bunch of nice guys. Don't act like you're going to catch that barehanded. <laughs> I was all over that ball. Did you see how I moved into that? I don't, I yeah. don't think I've seen you move that fast before. I, ha I haven't seen false hustle like that since uh, <laughs> Seinfeld well, episode with Kramer. <laughs> yeah, the ball's by me. I took a bad route. I'm going to dive and make it look like I had a shot. <laughs> Two and one, and it's fouled straight back. My track record here, I've had about a ball every year. You know, I Have sit really? down by the dugout, yeah, and I always get the ricochet that kind of bounces back down the aisle. And you'll and, get them? Oh, all the time. I give them to I, I had one earlier this year that was an incredible catch. It's Just great. ask me. <laughs> Four-nothing lead for the Astros. Top of the third inning. Yeah, I always well, tell people it's the it's the ricochet that that's the fan that usually gets the ball. Two-two is a line uh, drive up the middle for a base hit. So it's a two-out single by Taylor Ward. He snaps an 0 for 25. That was a fister. That was an absolute fister right there. Yep. And pitch it on the hands. But he'll take it. When you're 0 for 25, you'll take any base hit you can. If that's the only hit tonight, I'm blaming you, okay? Why? <laughs> After your false well, hustle, you no, don't think it, that's the reason? You're doing the play-by-play. -play. Robert was perfect <laughs> through his innings. Yeah, I haven't given up a hit yet. All right, two, net, two outs now for Cole Calhoun, who struck out his last time up. So when you talk about the personality and the style that this team plays with, it's exciting to watch. And everybody who comes, maybe visiting broadcasters, talk about they love watching this team play. It's because they hustle. They play the game the right way, swing and a miss by Calhoun. Well, and the game today, as you guys know, like a third of all plate appearances end up in one true outcome. And so the fact that you have so many of our guys that have speed, that go first to third, that aren't afraid to bunt, We'll battle you for bats. We can beat you so many different ways. I think that's the most enjoyable thing about this team is we can play pretty much every kind of game from pitching a shutout to slamming the home run to playing small ball if we need to. Here's the 0-1 pitch, misses outside. And that's the thing. Maybe this offense isn't quite as potent as it was last year, but the pitching staff, starters and relievers, is better by a long shot, don't you think? I do. I do. I agree. I mean, the team that Jess put together and the way AJ's managed the bullpen this year has been phenomenal. And I, you guys were in, in Boston. I didn't make the trip with the, the team on that one. But I think our guys have been kind of pacing themselves. When we've had the big series, they have stepped up and played some Absolutely. great baseball. And I think the postseason, they're going to take it to another level. Calhoun awaits the pitch and misses outside again. It's two balls and a strike as Maldonado goes out to have a conference. So looking back at this time of year, you guys are obviously – 
doing every game, and, and what are the highlights for you personally this year? What are some of the things that jumped out at you this year? The, well, the game that always sticks out to me is Garrett Cole's game at Arizona. It was yes. one of the most dominating the games I've ever seen in my life, 16 punch outs, and he was just a man among boys that day. Yeah, he could have had a no-hitter that day. It he was, could have. Yeah. What about you, Robert? I think, you know, you just mentioned the series in Boston, you know, three closely fought, hard-fought games, Astros winning two out of three, bullpen pitched really well in that series got good starting pitching against a team that's had the best record in baseball pretty much all year uh, that that really was a, a highlight for me so far yeah I, I thought that series really sent a message to the Red Sox that we were going to be ready come come October right two balls and a strike set at the belt here's the pitch and it's popped up right center field it's going to be playable for Jake Marisnik. he'll wave him off and he'll make the catch high above the cap for the third out well, Reed, thanks a lot for catching up. I, I know uh, we've got a long way to go, so we'll see you around the yeah, ballpark. Yeah, thank you guys very much. And once again, fans, thank you so much for another incredible year of Astros baseball. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros uh, President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros wrap up this series with the Angels. Well, Jeff, it was looking pretty dire after the Angels scored the five runs in the top of the eighth inning yesterday, but the Astros uh, – countering with that that big nine run bottom of the eighth biggest inning for the Astros offense this season and we've seen this offense from maybe not as consistently as last year but they're, they're capable of of putting up innings like that from time to time yeah they are and after we gave up those runs and we were playing sort of sloppy defense it didn't didn't look good we had six outs left and I think a lot of people started to leave, but, you know, that's why you stick around. We have an offense top to bottom, and a lot of the guys at the bottom of the order helped out last night, and then Altuve with the two-run homer. So um, really contributions up and down the lineup, and that's what we're going to need going forward. Yet the Oakland A's won again. Yeah. So you guys 15-4 and four in the month of September, Oakland A's 13-6. and six. It's just Robert and I talk about every day. We hate them. <laughs> you know, they, they're a great organization, a great team. I went home last night and watched the end of their game. It's two walk-offs in a row this weekend. Uh, they're, the only consolation is they have to go on the road for their last two series, right. and we're hoping that Seattle and L.A. give them a, a, you know, at least a tough uh, series. But you've got to give them a lot of credit. They mm -hmm. don't have brand-name pitchers. They've got guys that have had bumpy careers, and yet they're having great years, and their bullpen is excellent. And when they, when they take at-bats, they take high-quality at-bats. You know, talking about yesterday's ball game with the, the five-run eighth inning, the top of the eighth, Hector Rondon uh, struggling to start off that inning. We've seen Colin McHugh have struggles at times this month. How much do, does this last week matter for some of these bullpen guys in terms of postseason consideration? Because we've talked about it. There are a lot of options, and there are going to be some pretty good pitchers who are going to be left off. There's no doubt. So every uh, outing out there is a... Uh really a tryout for the postseason. I mean, yeah. we, these guys have track records, so we know what they can do. And it is the end of the year, and sometimes they just need a couple extra days rest. But, you know, we've got new guys in the mix, guys like Josh James. So if he's going to make our roster, somebody that we thought was going to isn't. And so we're going to have to sort that out. Jeff, another consideration is going to be Lance McCullers. What do you want to see? You want to see health, or do you want to see health and quality? What is it? Well, he hasn't pitched in a while, so... Mm -hmm. I'm hoping we get two or three outings. I'm hoping that he's around the strike zone. We know his stuff is excellent. It's just a matter of whether he has the command of it. So it's going to be hard to leave him off because he's got the weapons that we can really utilize, and we saw it last year. So I'm just hoping he gets out there and throws that curveball, throws that fastball, throws everything he has, and it's all around the strike zone, so it makes it an easy decision for us. Carlos Correa hasn't played in this series against the Angels. Uh, A.J. Hinch holding him out. Uh, 
trying to get that back a little bit better. Sounds like maybe some, some bad habits creeping in offensively for him because of that back. What do you hope happens here with Correa moving forward for this upcoming road trip? Well, number one, I hope he feels 100%, and I think uh, giving him the rest is our best shot. And we also need to make sure that he gets enough at-bats before the end of the season because if we end up winning the division, we're going to have four days off. So, you know, guys can practice, but it's not the same as being in a game. Uh, we need Carlos. We need him to be his best, and, and I think this gives us the best shot. But uh, it's, it's kind of up to him and his health, and we'll see what happens. Jeff, I, I don't think we all understood how fast Miles Straw was. Yeah. Last, yeah. Or this series, anyway, we've gotten a chance to see him run twice, and the way he's fluttering around the bases right now, it's lightning out there. I mean, uh, weapon-wise, I don't know, five-game series, seven-game series, if, if things matter as far as roster construction, but he's a weapon. He's a total weapon, and we knew how fast he was. We've got all the stat cast data and everything from the minor leagues, and he's one of the two or three fastest uh, base runners in all of organized baseball. He also knows he's really good instincts, which is why he had such a high stolen base percentage this year. Goes first to third. You saw him come home the other day and uh, be safe on a play that I don't think anybody else, maybe Jake, is safe on that play. Uh, so that, that weapon in the postseason is huge. One of the reasons we wanted him up here and one of the reasons we're excited about him. Joined by Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Angels and uh, announcing the uh, minor league awards uh, a few days ago and two guys who are up with the, the big league club. Uh, Kyle Tucker winning his uh, second straight minor league player of the year award for the Astros and Josh James, minor league pitcher of the year. And I mean, Tucker, I mean, the guys picked you know, as high as he is, you, you kind of expect him to be pretty successful throughout the minor leagues. But, I mean, Josh James, I don't think anybody would have expected that coming into this season. No, he's been a really pleasant surprise, and a lot of credit goes to our, not our scouting department for finding him, because he wasn't throwing 99 to 101 when we found right. him. He was in the 90, 92 range. Uh, and our player development department for, for really making him went to what he is today. It's great to have two legitimate prospects like that win that award and actually be here with the big league club because we know that they're both going to be here next year and you know Kyle Tucker put together another spectacular season hasn't been able to replicate that success yet in the big leagues but it's just a matter of time and him getting some regular bats and we're not gonna be able to do that this year but next year for sure Jeff a big day in Austin or the Round Rock area on Thursday with the announcement on a rainy day 700 people show up and sounds like they're very excited to be affiliated with the Astros again it's big for us. You know, we were there before, and we really like having our affiliates as close to Houston as possible. Also help our fan base. We have a lot of fans in Austin area, and it's going to be great. I mean, I can tell you, getting a player from Austin to here is a lot easier than Fresno to here. So uh, logistically, it's better. It's a great stadium. The ownership group is fantastic, and we're just really excited about the opportunity. You know, some changes on the on the minor league side with with some some managerial and coaching changes, and I mean there have been a few that have been reported. I'm sure there there are more that are going to be coming. What are you guys looking for in terms of you know some of the, the with the coaches and the managers at, at with these minor league club, clubs? Because I mean the development obviously is a big part of part of what the Astros are trying to do. For sure, and we have we have great coaches, we have great managers, great hitting and pitching coaches. Um, you know, Rodney Linares, who's one of the ones that's not returning, uh, had a long history with us, did a ton to help develop some of our key players. And there just comes a time in, in, in our organization's development where sometimes it's, you know, a change is needed. And in a couple of cases, 
we did that this off season, but we have great coaches, our development, we take it really seriously. And we're going to continue to be one of the elite development organizations in baseball. We have to be. We don't have a choice. Jeff, one, one more thing about the, the playoff considerations. How fluid is, is thing are things right now with your decision-making going into the postseason? Well, I'll tell you how fluid they are. We're, we're already trying to map out if there's a tiebreaker game to see who wins the division okay. next Monday, who's starting that game. Right, so yeah. we are planning for every possible scenario. The only thing that we know for sure is that we are going to be uh, in the playoffs, but it may be a one-game playoff. We may have to play a game to win the division. Uh, so right now, I think our focus for the players is to go out there and win every game and pretend that this is the most important game because it is. Uh, once, hopefully, we clinch the division, then we can ease off a little bit. But for right now, it's pedal to the metal. It's planning for all possible scenarios, whether we go to New York and we're the road team in the wild card or we're you know, hosting Cleveland here next Friday. You've mapped it out all the way through Yeah, we've so mapped far. it out, and we've got dif different contingencies for starters. And fortunately, it's a lot easier for us than it has been years past because you have horses all the way down. Sure. Yeah. You have four guys, and, and even with Josh James and Framber Valdez on the mound, you feel like you've got a pretty good chance to win those games. So we're in, we're in pretty good shape. How much do you think? I mean, last year in the postseason, the rosters were pretty consistent through the rounds. You know, Colin McHugh was on, you know, the minor changes. But uh, do you anticipate it being kind of similar this year if the Astros keep on advancing? Or do you think that a lot of the, the roster or some of the roster construction will be based on the opponent? It will be based on the opponent. And Cleveland is going to be very different than, than the Red Sox or the yeah. A's or the Yankees would be. So um, last year, you know, Tyler White came on, McHugh came on. So there'll be, there'll be series where we think we want the third catcher. There'll be series where we might want the base runner. There'll be series where we want a, a different mm -hmm. pitching configuration. Right. So. It'll, be, it'll go uh, series to series, but the fortunate thing for us is we got a lot of different options. Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager. Always good to talk with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.